Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. It's Thanksgiving week in the United States of America, and that means we have a Thanksgiving Day triple header in the National Football League. Welcome along to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves. Looking ahead to week 12 in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Yes, a very warm welcome if you are a first-time listener. Welcome back to our regular listeners. Week 11 wasn't great for the show. One and two against the line last week. We are four games below 500 on the season. But in November and December, that's when contenders find their form and come out to play. And that applies to this show as well. We have a 15 and 19 record against the line on the season. The Dallas Cowboys came up trumps for us last weekend, but the other games involving the Chiefs and Eagles came up short. That changes with our Thanksgiving Day special. Three games on Thursday, all three are covered right here on Graves on Gridiron. And we start with the first game, the Buffalo Bills with a 7-3 and record heading to the informed Detroit Lions. 4-6 and on the season, but 3-0 and in their last three games. That's right. Dan Campbell's got these cats purring and the Lions are feeling it right now. It's a matchup which could end up being a shootout, frankly, because you've got the Buffalo Bills with the number two ranked overall offense, but they're ranked third in passing, ninth in rushing, second in scoring, averaging 28.1 points per game this season. And the Detroit Lions, I said they're feeling it right now. Listen to these stats on offense. They're the sixth-ranked overall offense. They're 11th in passing, 10th when it comes to running the ball, the eighth-best scoring offense in the NFL, averaging 25 points per game. It will be the 83rd time that the Detroit Lions play on Thanksgiving, and we're expecting points galore. The Lions riding that three-game winning streak, and after waiting two long years, of course, to win one game on the road, they now go and win back-to-back games away from Ford Field. And that includes the 31-18 takedown of the informed New York Giants on Sunday. As for the Buffalo Bills, well, they got back to winning ways on Sunday as well at this very venue that they're going to be playing at on Thursday night, Ford Field. That was because a snowstorm last weekend meant they had to move their home game and Ford Field was the only option to play the Cleveland Browns. Um, the one cause for concern, though, you have to say for the for the Buffalo Bills, is the health of quarterback Josh Allen. He tweaked his elbow um, late in the defeat a couple of, of weeks ago against the Minnesota Vikings. And once again, last Sunday, there were just one or two throws that didn't quite have the accuracy that we've come to expect with Josh Allen. That's something to look out for and potentially an opportunity for the Lions to exploit. Second-year cornerback Jeff Akud has been very impressive in recent weeks, flying around the ball, making plays. He's one to look out for, as indeed has first-round pick from this year's draft, defensive end Aiden Hutchinson, who had an interception and forced fumble um, in the win against the New York Giants at the weekend. And meanwhile, on the offensive side of the ball, you've got DeAndre Swift and Jamal Adams, um, sorry, Jamal, Jamal Williams, um, one of the better running back combinations in the National Football League this year. Um, and you, you sort of think that it, if the Lions are going to win this game, making plays in the run game might be, might be the key to it um, for them as well. All that said, though, it is a short turnaround. It's just four days for, for both teams. Um, and whilst 
you can't help but root for the Detroit Lions after what we saw on hard knocks in preseason. And then you see the run of form they're in now. And for a coach like Dan Campbell, you want um, him to have success. Look, man for man, the better team are the Buffalo Bills um, right now. They're no stranger themselves to playing on Thanksgiving Day. They've beaten both the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints um, on two of the last three years. Um, and they've got the benefit, of course, of having become familiar with these surroundings, having played at Ford Field um, just four days ago they, and winning against the Cleveland Browns. So I expect the Buffalo Bills to win this game, but I also expect the Detroit Lions to make it a competitive game. The, the line for this has the Buffalo Bills as nine-point favorites. I think the Detroit Lions are going to run them close and keep it closer than that. Expect Buffalo to win, but for this pick, take the Detroit Lions with the plus nine start. Game number two on Thanksgiving Day takes us to Arlington, Texas, home of the Dallas Cowboys with their 7-3 and record as they welcome in NFC East rivals, the New York Giants, also with a 7-3 and record. And make no mistake, this is a huge NFC East clash. At the best of times, there's a rivalry between these two teams. But this particular occasion, both with 7-3 and records, uh, both looking to chase down the Philadelphia Eagles at the top of the division, this adds add spice to, to this matchup on Thursday evening. The Cowboys, of course, boosted, riding the crest of a wave because we said in last week's show that it was a show-me game up in Minnesota, and boy, did they show the world what they're all about. They're coming off a franchise record victory on the road. 40 points to three, they took care of the informed Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night. Meanwhile, for the Giants, of course, they had the disappointment of losing at home to the Detroit Lions on, on Sunday. But the formula for the Giants coming into this game is simple. It's the same as it's been all season. Play good defense, run the ball well with their running back, Saquon Barkley, and take advantage of a tiring defensive unit in the fourth quarter. It's a formula which, frankly, has worked for much of the season. Barkley's leading the NFC with 1,163 scrimmage yards uh, this season. The big question mark hanging over a good Dallas defense this season, of course, is their ability to stop the run. After what we saw the Chicago Bears do and then the Green Bay Packers two weeks ago, that was the question going into the game in Minnesota with Dalvin Cook there in the back backfield. And to their credit, they went some way to easing their concerns with that dominant defensive display. They held the Vikings, after all, to just three points. They had seven sacks in the game. They had a fumble recovery. However, there's a but here. Dalvin Cook still ran for 72 yards on just 11 carries. Um, for me, this is the key, pure and simple to the game. If Dallas can stop Saquon Barkley, they win the game. If the New York Giants can run the ball and run it effectively, primarily with Saquon Barkley, then they're in with a real shout on Thanksgiving evening. Um, the Giants aren't ever going to set the scoreboard alight. They haven't done all season. Um, and they're going up against the Cowboys with their number one ranked scoring defense this season. They're only giving up 16.7 points a game. But as I keep coming back to, if, if the Giants can limit the Cowboys to field goals rather than touchdowns on Thursday, then that allows the Giants to continue running the ball on offense and potentially, therefore, exploiting the, the one weakness, the one question mark uh, many observers have about this Dallas Cowboys defensive front. Um, make no mistake, though, if the Cowboys get off to a fast start, 
that game plan on offense for the New York Giants is thrown out the window. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, we've touched upon it, they lead this division. They have the best record in the NFL right now at 9-1. and one. If there's going to be somebody that catch, catches them, it's going to be one of these two teams. And with that in mind, it feels like a must-win game for both the Giants and the Cowboys. Dallas is the better team on both sides of the ball. The offense, I feel, is finding its feet now with Dak Prescott having got over that early season injury. They've put up 49 points against the Bears, 40 points against uh, the Minnesota Vikings last week. They scored 28 points on the road in uh, in a loss to the Green Bay Packers. That's their last three games. Cards on the table, short turnaround, the Giants on the road. I think the Cowboys win this game. I think they win it big. The line has them as nine-point favorites. I think they cover that and then some. Take the Dallas Cowboys at minus nine. Graves on gridiron. And our final game in the late window to round off the Thanksgiving Day celebrations is in Minneapolis as the New England Patriots, with their 6-4 and four record, travel to the Minnesota Vikings with an 8-2 and two record going into week 12. The Patriots are three-point underdogs. I think that's an interesting line because just when you think it's time to ride off the Patriots, Bill Belichick comes up with a type of game, frankly, only he can. For the casual fan, make no mistake, a game tied at three through 59 minutes at the weekend um, might not have been the spectacle that they were hoping for against the New York Jets. But that game-winning kick return or game-winning punt return for a, a touchdown with only five seconds remaining on the clock well, that certainly led to a few rice smiles. Um, I, and I think the Patriots, even with their, their number two ranked defense, 16.9 points per game, surely they couldn't do the same to the, to the Minnesota Vikings, could they? Could they? Well, let's, uh, let's give this some sort of perspective, shall we? Because after all, the, the Minnesota Vikings, they're the home team on Thursday evening. They have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. We all know what he can do. They've got Justin Jefferson at wide receiver. He's garnered plenty of headlines in recent weeks, rightfully so as well. They've got Adam Thielen. They've got TJ Hawkinson, uh, tight end. They've got weapons galore on offense. And slowly but surely this season, they've become more of a pass-first team rather than a a run-first team. And you look at that and surely they've got enough. Well, look what the Dallas Cowboys did to them on Sunday night. They went into Minneapolis. They vaulted to top spot in scoring defense on the back of holding the Minnesota Vikings to just three points. Justin Jefferson only had three receptions for 33 yards on Sunday evening. One of the knocks on Kirk Cousins at quarterback is that he doesn't always re-diagnose the the defensive scheme he's facing well, especially when there's pre-snap movement. Well, let's ask the question, is there a better coach in the NFL than Bill Belichick at exploiting that kind of weakness? I don't think there is. Add into the equation as well that despite holding an 8-2 record, the Vikings earned themselves an unwanted record last weekend. Through 10 games, they're the first eight-win team in NFL history to go through 10 weeks with a negative point differential. That's right. They have an 8-2 record, but overall on the season, they have a minus two point differential. There's an increasing reason, I feel, to feel this matchup favors the Patriots. 
Kirk Cousins was sacked seven times by the Cowboys on Sunday, and now he's got to face Matt Judon, the Patriots star, pass rusher. He leads the league with 13 sacks this season. I've got no doubt that he's looking at this matchup, and he's chomping at the bit at the prospects of going up and off against an offensive line, which is a bit banged up right now. Their star left tackle, Christian Darasaw, left that Cowboys matchup with a concussion on Sunday. He's in the NFL's concussion protocol. I think it would be a huge surprise if he plays in this game. That's the guy that protects Kirk Cousins' blind side. Expect the Patriots to put an emphasis on exploiting that potential weakness in the Vikings' um, offensive line. Uh, and look, that's also a line that gave up sacks to five different players against the Dallas Cowboys. It wasn't just Micah Parsons. It wasn't just uh, Demarcus Lawrence. It was Doran Armstrong. It was Jaron Curse. The Cowboys feasted against this offensive line on Sunday. And I think the Patriots will see that as a winning formula. And I expect to see much the same on Thursday night. This will be the biggest test that the Minnesota Vikings have faced all season long. I don't doubt that. So to put it simply, if the Vikings cannot protect Cousins, they won't win this game. And with New England just one game themselves outside of first place in the AFC East right now, they've got plenty to play for as well. They're three-point underdogs on the road going into what may well feel a little bit like a playoff atmosphere game. There's no one better to take advantage of this situation than Bill Belichick. Even on a short week, he will have his team ready and they'll be ready to play on Thursday night. Take the New England Patriots at plus three. Okay, so let's recap the three games that take place in our Thanksgiving Day triple header. First of all, the Buffalo Bills traveling to Ford Field for the second time in four days to take on the Detroit Lions. Expect the Detroit Lions to keep this one close, though. I'm going to take the Lions at plus nine going into this game. Then it's on to Dallas, Texas, as the Cowboys host the New York Giants. The Cowboys are absolutely on fire right now. I'm taking the Cowboys to win big here. Take the Cowboys at minus nine. And then we round off our Thanksgiving Day triple header in Minneapolis as the Vikings host the New England Patriots. The Patriots three-point underdogs take New England at plus three. Remember, first and foremost, this is all about enjoying the NFL, enjoying the sporting entertainment on offer and having a little bit of fun. So keep that in mind when you look into uh, those selections that we've made. If you want to read a little bit more about them, by the way, then you can go to my website, rdgmedia.uk. Click on the Talking Sport app and you will see Thanksgiving Day, overcoming the odds, three games to watch. And we dissect all three matchups in a little bit more detail. Alternatively, hit me up on Twitter, at Richard Graves one Either way you choose to do it, make sure you enjoy Thanksgiving Day, folks. Enjoy the NFL action on offer. This is a special. There will be a follow-up podcast on Friday as well to look ahead to the rest of the Week 12 matchups this coming weekend. But for now, enjoy the holiday season. So long, everybody. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one.